Abun de Boschmaya Nitkadashma Te te malkuta Nehwe sebiana Aikana de Boschmaya Af baraha Hablan lachma de sunkanan yaumana Washbuklan haubain Waktahain Ai Kanada Khan Shpokan Habain Ula Dahlan Nesiuna Ela Batsan Ming Bisha Amen. Our One Absolute Eternal Being of which we are born forth from the realm of the all and the only. I am empty within the awe of your presence and the purity of your name. Empower my creative beingness through your expansion from the ever-present realm as I realize our strength and virtue as one. On the manifest earth as in the unmanifest realm, Provide the nourishment of your insight and realization through me and in every present moment. Release my hidden past as I cancel my past concerns with others. Do not let me lose my true self and forgetfulness, but wholly release me from the errors of my perception. For thy realm is the absolute, the all, and the only and our strength of virtue and magnificence. From cosmic gathering to cosmic gathering, from age to age, may these be the rooted earth from which all of my actions flow. Amen. Holy Spirit within me, living in wholeness, moving in joy and love, I surrender to your will. Bring the radiance of your light into my heart and mind. Merge with me to manifest your will upon the earth. Make me a conduit of your infinite knowledge. Amen. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is a lunar report for the new moon of October 14th, 2023. I am here with my partner, RJ. Hello, everyone. And we are here to dissect the um, new moon eclipse, solar eclipse that we're working with uh, in the constellation of Virgo. I've had um, a lot of people reach out to me over the last few days and weeks really asking me to do these lunar reports and to talk a lot more about the um, constellation astrology that I work with and I am more than happy to answer the call. However, um, I would love to bring my partner RJ into it because he is an astral magician Mm -hmm. and we have just wonderful conversations um, about astrology. So I'm really looking forward to today's reading. So first and foremost, um, I want to just talk about the significance of an eclipse. 
Um, culturally, eclipses all have different connotations and meanings behind them. Eclipses have made and broken empires. Um, for those you know that don't know, uh, the Ottoman Empire seized control of Constantinople because of an eclipse. Uh, so um, Mehmed the Conqueror, you know, was going to withdraw his troops uh, from the siege in Constantinople, but then realized an eclipse was coming and he completed and, of course, took over Constantinople. The only reason I'm telling you this is because there is a lot of lore around eclipses and um, there's a lot of fear around being in eclipse energy. But what I've come to understand from studying astrology from uh, many different lenses, just out of pure curiosity, is that it really depends on culture to culture what an eclipse really means. So for me, an eclipse is uh, neutral. It is um, a really... Uh, fast-paced, high-charged, energetic vortex that can be used for good or for ill. What do you think, RJ? Yeah, we have the the chart pulled up here, so we're going to look at all the different aspects, but the eclipse to me is kind of like the especially where it's at now in, in Virgo, mutable earth. It can be it's like sand, you know? <laughs> or earth earthquakes, you know, and just with everything going on, it's a lot of like you see a lot of emotion involved and it comes and goes. It, it's like one moment you're going about your day just in bliss and in the in the zone and then you know later on in the day it's just something triggers and you and you get that you're like quicksand you know if you get caught in that in that emotion the almost like bipolar because you have the positive and negative the sun and the moon so you know straight in a straight alignment it's the two polarities it's coming together and you know it's going across america from the the northwest down to through the bottom of Texas in that area. Um, Have you worked with eclipse, like eclipses, yourself? Um, personally, I don't really like. I want to absorb eclipse energy <laughs> because you know it's known. It's it's like the black hole sun. You know, mm. when you have it, when it's perfectly aligned over the visual path, you know, where you're at, where we're at, it's going to be like a, 
a crescent. Yeah. Um, so what about astrologically? You know, have you ever worked with, like, just massive clearing with the eclipse or no? I would feel, I would feel like it's kind of standard with an eclipse. <laughs> to know, work because with you it? Have, well, not to work with it, but it affects, it affects everyone no matter right. what right. they would, you know, if they work consciously with it or not but it's and it's an energy that like, has an effect on all yeah, all life it forms. like takes on you know it affects you whether you yeah, <laughs> work I mean, with this, it or not <laughs> yeah the sun and its frequencies um it's it's photons right and everything basically governs all life on earth right it, it has a relationship with the earth and its magnetic field right so yeah you know it's so fascinating because like i really started paying to attention to eclipses in 2018 uh during the summer of 2018 and ever since then i've been really working um i per- personally like to har- harness the energy of the eclipse not so much to give birth to anything, but to actually use it as a purification, um, to use it as like a, you know, an energetic signature of purification and releasing and renewal, um, because of course the eclipse energy is extremely karmic and fast moving. Yeah, it does happen fast. You can see it like a windshield wiper. So (laughs) if you try and stay fixed into old habits and ways of doing right and that flash could be that dark flash i guess you can call it it could be a quick swipe yeah yeah for sure be a lot to handle yeah and eclipse season i think is just such a powerful time you know for us to really consciously work with it even if we're not like under the frequency of it um like rj said you know everyone's being affected by eclipse season and it just happens so fast to me when i imagine it or really like call upon the energy it's like scissors snipping snip it's done it's over it's complete cycles complete that's usually how i feel about an eclipse yeah well if you see it what's going on in the world right now it all makes sense you know they that this energy um a lot of people are emotionally emotionally polarized and you know it's one side or if you're with this side or that side and if you don't choose a side then you're looked at as kind of like weird mm-hmm. if you're just the observer and you just really you really want to just bring harmony through balance right right so um in the 1111 star laws, we are in the stargate of purification. We're under the moon of the spider, grandmother spider, and we're really working with our connection to everyone. So I think it pairs really beautifully with um, this new moon that we're working with. So we have um, sun, moon, south node conjunction. Uh, We also have Mercury-Palace-Athene conjunction in Virgo, and Mars is at the tail end of Virgo, 
uh, constellation wise if you pull it up on astro it's going to tell you that it's in libra but it's not um, libra is an exceptionally small constellation and virgo is huge so uh, mars is just right at the tail end of virgo getting ready to head into libra um, so then we have and i, I know i'm going to list off the the um planetary alignments and then we'll talk about it a little bit so opposing the sun moon conjunction is actually chiron in constellation pisces up there with the north node and then we have uh, saturn in aquarius opposing uh, venus in leo and then we have pluto trine uranus and neptune sextile uranus um, and I'm really fascinated with uh, these aspects, and I actually chose to make this lunar report this way um, because I already knew I couldn't put it into an Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, for me, uh, this eclipse is happening on my nadir, um, which is the bottom half of your chart, and it's actually happening on RJ's um midheaven which is the top of this chart so it's so (laughs) fascinating and here i am like let's get on this podcast rj (laughs) Mm -hmm. and saturn's retrograde too which is pretty intense with this all going on right and saturn is going to go direct here soon and then also mercury is pretty much uh kazemi there with the sun Mm -hmm. it's not super on top of it. it's four it's degrees. pretty close yeah it's close enough that i think that it would be considered you know in the heart of this eclipse so there's a lot of pros and cons about that so let's talk about this a little bit rj what do you say yeah the saturn retrograde um if you look at it on a global scale you see you see a lot of like governments and authority figures coming out and a lot of people becoming more aware that that's all these people are all in illusion they're they're like you know a lot of people are becoming aware of the fact that we got to take our own responsibility in our own hands and you know yeah well I think you know with Saturn opposing Venus like we're really our value system is being put under scrutiny and we're really questioning you know who has our best interest in mind and it kind of seems like no one really does out in the world (laughs) Right, I the mean, people that this the system yeah. is saying is supposed to help make things better, people are finding out that that's false. Right. And we're trying to redesign yeah. our tradition, our values, our way of living. Um, and this is really, this is really like, this eclipse is the start of a, a window you know yeah and and you know with saturn and aquarius like it's it's really desiring 
to um, think outside the box, to have its own sort of revolution, uh, to really um, create better systems. And with it retrograde, like we're all being put under the the scrutiny of, well, what system it works and what system doesn't. And I, I feel like a lot of us are recognizing now that most systems don't work for people or they work for a limited few, um, which is why, you know, this uh, Venus opposing Saturn is really coming into like what makes us feel good. Venus is being kind of limited by Saturn in this opposition and Venus in Leo <laughs> does not enjoy being limited by any means no. because Venus in Leo is like so um, charismatic and it, it d- desires to just you know give birth to its creations without inhibition and it really wants to follow the heart and the you know the the joys of its heart but here saturn is like okay hold on we got we got to figure out how to make that happen (laughs) you know exactly (laughs) have a goal but how are we going to attain that goal here yeah for sure and so fascinating right because um we have this neptune sextile uranus this there's a big uranus signature around um this new moon this eclipse and this really tells me that there's a potential for uh, awakening and unrest so there's two major aspects to uranus that i want to talk about which is oh yeah neptune uranus and then pluto uranus so just went direct too mm -hmm. that's nice so we're i want to talk about neptune uranus first because it's a sextile so a sextile is 60 degrees And a sextile is an opportunity that we get to choose. It's not the same as a trine because a trine is um, already in motion. A sextile is something that you kind of have to choose um, in order to enact its energy. So we have Neptune sextile Uranus. And what this really tells me, RJ, and everyone else who's listening, is that there's a potential for us to see through the illusion Neptune. Absolutely. And it's sextile <laughs> Pluto. Neptune is sextile Pluto mm-hmm. as well during yeah. this, this time. And then try, it's like a, a a giant like opening. Right. I mean, because there's like a whole, there's, you know, there's a, there's a trine to Neptune. There's, there's an arrow pointing to Neptune. To me, when I look at this chart, what I'm seeing is that there's like an ability to really pull the layer back of, um, oh God, I want to say illusion, but I'm trying to find a better word. I mean, I think that's the word that really wants to come through, but Neptune, of course, you know, is this higher, higher octave. Um, oh man, I need your help here. Yeah. I mean, and it's an Aquarius too. That's the, you know, I really think Aquarius is the like the higher mind the mm-hmm. way the way to think with the observer centered um view so with Neptune and its connection with with uh these other two planetary bodies it's triggering a major transformation on a global scale 
Yeah, and, and, you know, Neptune, Pluto, Uranus, these are all generational planets. So that means that they move slow um, and that they signify certain generations. Uh, and Neptune, you know, is related to um, illusion, delusions, um, higher levels of creativity, uh, stemming into, you know, conscious, like cosmic consciousness. Um, it holds both the ability to get what we might say lost in the sauce versus, you know, deep in that euphoric bliss of being united with God. And so I see this here because we have, you know, Neptune, Uranus, and I'm thinking, oh, this is a really wonderful time for people to either begin seeing things for as they are or moving deeper into their relationship with the cosmic awareness that is available for all of us. But what's also fascinating is that Pluto is trine Uranus. And Pluto is this, you know, soul yearning to understand one's self and the depths of the soul and the soul de desires. And we have Pluto trine Uranus here. Again, I think really on a larger scale, bringing us all the way down into ourselves and asking us to awaken and to shake up. So what's even more fascinating about this is that we actually have um, Uranus in conjunct to this eclipse. So what this tells me is that something could potentially come out and be revealed during this eclipse that's really hard for us to accept or understand. Um, I believe that this eclipse is going to bring either an internal or individual revolution or external uh, illumination that's really difficult for us to wrap our brains around. Um, and I, I say this specifically because an in conjunction is a place where, you know, there is no real harmony and we have to work really hard at creating, um, creating harmony in this aspect. And with Uranus in conjunct to this eclipse, it's, it really makes me feel like something is going to awaken that is really going to be difficult for us to wrap our minds around. For sure. And so we have, you know, the south node here, right? And what the south node does is it is where we do like a cleansing or a purification. Um, when, I, when I'm really leaning into eclipses on the south node, what I think is that, you know, the karma's done, the contract is cleared. Whatever we're experiencing around the eclipse or following the eclipse is a uh, part of purification. Yeah. <laughs> you want I me to keep going? <laughs> I can't keep going. I was just, I was just uh, looking at the chart here. Um, so I wanted to finish up about Pluto because it's working its way into Capricorn mm -hmm. and in each Pluto cycle it's connected to major lessons that need to be learned before it moves on right so it's it's kind of squaring the the eclipse 
So humanity's about to learn some major lessons. Or even just individually. Well, it's going to tr- it's going to happen yeah, individually right. for everyone, you know. Right. And it's going to be different for everyone. Um I see I see people that have been following their their soul's calling on what brings them the most joy having the the easiest time with this Mm. and the people that have been like trying to follow the I guess you can call it the narrative of like the systems that have been put in place by control paradigms yeah like like the 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 monopoly the mm-hmm. matrix if you want to call it that I don't like calling lot, it the I know people people understand what I mean you know <laughs> yeah, be like we gotta re, we we gotta like because we a matrix a matrix is just a vessel it's a that womb creates right. and has it's the false systems. matrix can we call it the false matrix yeah. <laughs> It is the false matrix, if you want to call it that. But anyways, <laughs> the point the point do. being <laughs> the point being is I think we really need to support the people that are gonna have a hard time mm. through this and yeah. uh you know there may be people that go in and out of happiness and anger through the emotions. Yeah, that's Pluto really, for really sure. Really fast. Like, you know. So it's I think it's really important for people to have that sense of humility. Oh, and just said. uh like it's gonna get it's like gonna be so easy to get sucked into the vortex of like trigger the yeah the trauma the trigger the the polarization like it's it, it people are just, it's it's gonna be good though all the intense energy usually what happens after is it it brings people closer together and you know yeah that's if the, we can choose to get past our differences right yeah and then with it going on in virgo like we want to we want to make sense of it like we want to make sense of it all and like how we can heal and nurture our physical body or energy or spirit all that you know yeah but we also have that you know palace mercury moon sun which really makes me think you know about um palace being uh palace athene being um planning structure organization uh thinking ahead on top of mercury i feel like our plans are going to shift like the way that we strategize our life the way that we um you know really understand what we know to be true is going to absolutely shift uh i feel like i don't know for some reason i feel like we're just going to be kind of dropped on our heads 
like there's going to be some sort of truth bomb that comes into our life that's like okay well everything you know is now different <laughs> no yes I, I totally see that I, f- I, I actually i feel it my, i feel it in my bones i, f- I feel that uh just like a massive wave mm-hmm. it's like you got to get up on your board and ride it or you're gonna get smashed right which is totally Pluto <laughs> right it's so fascinating because um you know of course whenever you know these planetary alignments and these planetary conjunctions happen it's not always on that same day but what happens is it's almost like if you dropped a pebble in the water and then there's that ripple effect that ripple effect can cause those truth bombs and those awakenings to bring you know that into your life so we can think about the planetary conjunctions as dropping a pebble in the water and then the days following like the ripple absolutely that's the that's the quantum entanglement for sure and so you know i really want to talk about to just this north node chiron conjunction here in pisces i feel like there's going to be a huge emphasis on doing some spiritual work what's in pisces babe right is it is eris mm-hmm. yeah huh we're just looking at the chart here <laughs> and- um well I figured we'll keep Eris out of this one for now. Yeah, but I thought it, it looks like it's seven degrees away. I no? think it's close enough. Okay. I mean, because, it, you know, it's like it's in the sign. We yeah, have it is Chiron. in the same we have constellation. Chi- right, we have Chiron opposing here. Um, we have Chiron yeah. really opposing. I would say that's probably connected for sure. Um, I w- I've just been thinking about it a lot because... You know, in the Pisces constellation, Virgo and Pisces is the service aspect. Virgo being, you know, service to the body, Pisces being service to spirit. And with Chiron here, a lot of people think of Chiron as your wound, but personally, I believe that Chiron is your mastery. Um, It wouldn't be a key without it, at least that's my thought. Yeah, I see it. I see it as like, you know, where you want to go. Your master teacher. When you have certain experiences, you know, usually it's usually it's hard times that makes you want to. It gives the, it gives it gives you the perspective, you know. Right. You, you go through hard times, you're like, and you see, and you accept what you're growing through, and then you have the opposite side that you're striving for which is good times um so it's that it's that the wounds that bring forth wisdom i see if you if you were to put it in a phrase for chiron (laughs) yeah i get it i just think that sometimes we limit chiron by the idea of like what has wounded you versus you know what has actually caused you to be a self-master yeah, I think yeah. it has to do with, like, what wisdom have you attained from that more than what had happened, you know, more than the wound yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. It's what wisdom has you, have you attained yeah, there's just from a, that. Yeah, there's, like, a huge negative context to wounding in Chiron, in my opinion, and I feel like there's a lot less people that are willing to discuss, like, 
you know, the golden thread of wisdom versus the dark cloud of pain. And so I appreciate you bringing that in. And, you know, you mentioning Eris really makes me kind of want to, like, bring it almost full circle. Um, Of course, the North Node is where we are headed or the direction that we're looking towards, um, where we need to do, you know, more of our work, if you will. And with this um, North Node Chiron, and we'll throw Eris in there. Eris is a, uh, I believe it's a trans-Plutonian asteroid. It's never moved out of the same constellation it's been, which is uh, constellation Pisces. Um, And Eris does describe what might be considered the dark feminine, um, or Eris as a goddess is... Uh, the female archetype of Mars. Um, But what I'm really thinking about all of this is like there's this emphasis to really go into uh, the spiritual aspect of what we're experiencing and to look at this, um, this eclipse energy, this thing that drops us on our head and forces us to you know, shift our awareness and look up to God, if you will, and realize that there is a divine will at play here that's really looking to awaken us. And, you know, maybe it's my work with the feminine, but I'm thinking Eris is like, you know, we're coming back into this full circle moment of the feminine. Because, of course, Virgo is the feminine and depending on what you believe about you know the bible um, and all that stuff um, virgo does represent you know the feminine um, the feminine archetype of the bible Uh, some people say it's mother mary but um, i could of course put in some notes here about how uh, you know virgo is related to um, the feminine birthing the new age. Uh, so I'm thinking Eris, North Node. This could be kind of like a full circle moment where we recognize this hidden or shadow feminine aspect of ourselves that might have been repressed or pushed back. Um, <laughs> I'm a little mm-hmm. nervous about your response, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> Well, RJ, I, I guess yeah, it is feminine, <laughs> no doubt. It's I I see it as the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I would agree totally. Oh, I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> I don't necessarily see it as like the wounded feminine, but it's the it's the pure, the tending, well, tender hearted feminine. Oh, okay, right. You know, Eris has been described as this, like, rageful version of the feminine. Um, and I don't know if that's because in tropical astrology she was discovered in Aries or what. But um, when I think about her, I guess, you know, I think a lot about uh, Medusa in a way, which, you know, was a woman who was um, wrongfully casted out and turned into a monster, which of course she would have pain and um, rage in her soul. But I like what you were saying yeah, about Virgo isolated. being, you know, the tender-hearted woman. Yeah. 
But um, everyone just wants to. No one wants to be isolated, truly, right. on a soul level. Mm-hmm, for know, sure. People, we all want to connect. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, the Pisces-Virgo aspect is a very feminine um, aspect. And I feel like when we think about it archetypally or from the alchemical perspective, uh, when we're working with the feminine, we're really kind of working with the unseen realm and the place of mystery. Um and of course, you know, Virgo is like RJ said, like the shifting sand. It is mutable earth. So it is the changing of the seasons. And um, it really works with uh, the just the, oh my God, the tenderheartedness. That's all I want to say. I'm yeah, like, RJ, totally. feel here. <laughs> yeah, that's the nature of the mutable sand is like the ability to on its on a positive aspect to shift when presented with new information new frequencies you know the heart has the largest magnetic field of any organ in the body so it's Sensing what's out there and also Shifting. sending messages out. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we're we're amazing, sending and receiving transmitters, and um, so it's gonna be some major heart shift. Mm. Yeah, so I think overall, you know, to to come full circle, I really want to say to just focus on your healing and your growth. And of course, healing is going to look different for everyone. Um, But I I really believe with the North Node uh, and the uh, Chiron in Pisces, um, we're really looking at, you know, bringing ourselves into a deeper spiritual sense of awareness and really looking at the cosmic implications of our lives through um, the awakening that is the eclipse yeah i also i also really think you know that we're in a really powerful time to do healing work um, magic work uh, and by magic i really mean um Anything that stimulates your inner reality. Uh, So that could be art. um, That could be writing. uh, Really just what I'm thinking when it comes to Pisces is this deep inner mystic that seeks to understand itself and also dissolve completely in what it's working on or around. Um, and of course, Virgo keeps Pisces very grounded. And so with this heavy, heavy lineup in Virgo, oh my goodness, um, Pisces, I feel like, is is letting this um, new moon kind Slow. of... It, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, the water. I feel like the... the deep abyss. So I, <laughs> I feel like Chiron... Like the deepest... I feel like for a lot of people, the deepest stuff from their souls is just like coming out to be processed and it's like you know gotta do it yeah no pressure no running no hiding (laughs) so just get on that surfboard and enjoy yeah 
And um, you're, it's totally safe for you to shift and to awaken and to come into new ideas and new realities. Really lean into Uranus here and let yourself um, become reinvented. Uh, I'm so looking forward to seeing how the the eclipse new moon really works itself out. And, um, you know, with the 1111, we are in the stargate of purification. So it's really about coming into our truth. It's really about coming into respect for one another. And it's really about recognizing the relationship that we hold on a cosmic level to those around us. Um, now is a really powerful time for us to clear ourselves of any base emotions. Um, and base emotions, I really mean unnecessary uh, mental and emotional karma that's been sitting around. And I think sometimes that people think base emotions um, means that we're not allowed to feel rage or or to feel sadness, but really what it means is that we don't operate from those levels, and that as they arise, right, because with an open heart chakra, with an open heart in general, um, sadness and anger pours out of us as necessary, as appropriate. So I really want to encourage you just to spend time um, really exploring what is coming up for you during this new moon eclipse and know that you're actually in the most powerful moment of your life to release anything that has been dragging you down and stopping you from really connecting to people in a heart-centered way. The medicine of the spider really comes to us to purify our intentions and our relationships to each other. So please remember that um, if something doesn't feel right, you're allowed to release it. And sometimes releasing it allows it to actually come back in a cleaner, better, and more loving way. So um, be gentle with yourself. Uh, Love yourself lots. Allow yourself to see the truth and um, be where you are. Yeah, just have that loving heart, fill with joy, do what your do what brings your soul the most joy, and help other people get on that level. Mm. Amen. Okay, we'll see you for the full moon report. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a blessed one. Bye, everyone.